You're listening to Irish Radio Canada, and I'm delighted to introduce Emily Jean Flagg, who spends her time between Ontario and Ireland, and is very much involved in music on a whole series of levels, and recently was in Ottawa performing at uh, the uh, Elgin Street... Live on Elgin. <laughs> Live on Elgin. Um, Emily, thanks a million for coming along for chat. Yeah, thanks so much. And as I said, you know, you spend a huge amount of time. First of all, your, your musical heritage, musical background. You come from a pedigree that is well known in this country. Yes. You're yeah. one of the ladies. Well, and, uh, yes, my mom is one of the ladies. Well, I'm, you're one of the ladies. I'm an extraction of it, yes. Yes. Oh. yes. And it, it, you know what? It's true. Like, there's so many of us that you kind of all just feel, yeah, you're, it's part of who you are. Yeah. yeah. So you've grown up with music. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, mom, mom's a singer, and so and a dancer and a musician um, as well. And so I, gosh, I think I started actually dancing first. Mom would have gotten me into the dancing, step, Canadian step dancing, um, and you know piano lessons and all the rest. But and then singing, she would have taught me. But it was just in the house. You'd just yeah. be around it all the time. So when would you say you picked up your first instrument? Oh my gosh, I don't know about that. Um, well, I think I started dancing probably around four, I yeah. think, four. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't even know. Because, like, even, like, mom was singing all the time, so I I would just kind of imitate her from God knows what age. And then I think when I started really taking it seriously, it was more, I think I was like seven or eight when yeah. it came to the singing. The reason I'm asking is yeah. like I have a little granddaughter and she's just coming up on four so like okay. she da- dances around the place but it's a fat stage the transition in a way from something like dancing where you, you the music goes to producing music right. rather oh, than like reacting to music. I find it like I have a ton of younger cousins right now too and um, there would be a slight um, I guess divide between the eldest few of us and then the rest of them now and yeah. so they're they're all kind of going through that stage of like you're surrounded by it and it's just kind of part of your life but when does it become if it becomes something you really want to take seriously yeah. and I think for me like I actually mom was in, got me into and dad I should say got me into the lessons and I was doing the competitions there in Canada for the dancing and, and then I quit I quit all together right. and continued singing but it was a few years after I think it was like 12 that I actually said, okay, whoa, I kind of want to do this. Yeah. And then, so it's, it's interesting how people come to it. But, yeah, for sure I was surrounded by it. There was no chance I wouldn't get away. So now, um, or at that time, what was your instrument of choice? So what was, where, where, would you, where were you being drawn? So I think the singing, for sure. So yeah. it would be a voice rather than, mm-hmm. than right. Yeah. And but do you play an instrument? Yes, piano. Yeah. So that's and that's where. Yeah. And so when did that interest? Um. Well, yeah, I was doing a classical, like Royal Conservatory piano lesson. Yeah. Um. And I hated it. I know the feeling. <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> Although my piano teacher, I'll give a shout out to this, Sherry Johnson, <laughs> because she was so patient with me. My gosh. Anyway, I yeah. So I did that for a bit, and then actually it was when I went. Mum got me a lesson 
for singing um, with Elaine Overholt in Toronto and Elaine looked at me and said okay your singing's beautiful it's going to become even more beautiful if you really take the piano seriously because you'll be able to accompany yourself and I think just from a creative perspective it's going to feed into what you do so after that lesson with Elaine I definitely kind of dug in a little more with the piano and now I, I would have that as a serious component to what I do when yeah. it comes to songwriting for sure right mm. so then through your what would be high school um, you would have been focused on study and then at what point then did you figure that well I'm going to take music seriously as a career um, it was a gradual process because in high school I was able to go out on tour with mum and also my aunt Natalie um, that's Natalie McMaster. Nat- yeah, Natalie yeah. McMaster so I was on tour for Christmas tours and some summer tours so I got a taste of it I would say for yeah. that and then I remember because um, I was always writing music like from a, even from elementary school I was writing songs and such um, and so then I remember I think it was, I was like 16 or 17 where I said okay you know what I have I have a few songs here I maybe could try to just get a small gig somewhere and yeah. of course what was that but the Will No Tavern and I booked that and we put on a bit of a concert and so then after that it was just throughout my university years have, doing some shows fairs and certain festivals whether that was just myself or with the band as well as doing stuff with the family so then I got a taste of it through that and then I guess after my BA was done at University of Toronto I decided to go to Ireland and that yeah. was kind of a big thing for me to be like okay I'm not going to maybe become I was going to become a teacher so when you did your BA it was to teach it was to become a teacher okay. yeah and um, I love teaching I love teaching but I just really now, wanted when you to kind of teaching, pursue are you talking music or were you talking no yeah what, I was what, in the humanities um, history English and okay. religion actually were my what I was studying in my BA at University of Toronto there so um, it was after I finished or was about to finish my BA I said oh, I kind of want to do a little more music study maybe and pursue this as a career and took a chance and I'm in Ireland still <laughs> no when you say you're in Ireland still when did you go to Ireland I went to Ireland I, I think it was 2016 the fall of 2016 right. and I, I did my masters at the Irish World Academy at University of Limerick um, in traditional song and we were chatting a little earlier before we started uh, coming on here and some of the people that you come in contact with or were familiar with here because yeah. you know we've had Blackie O'Connell and Sir O'Donoghue here in Ottawa great experience like Blackie um, when I first moved to Ireland I had like our course my, my um, group of people do them are pipers and so they just kind of they knew where the different sessions were and all yeah. the rest so one of the first sessions I went to was um, Dan O'Connell's in Ennis which is where Blackie has his Friday night yeah. you know session and I remember getting up to dance and there is nothing nothing like dancing to him playing he just it's just wild I, I anyway great great memory aside from even dancing I must say yeah. how he plays the pipes oh it's so it's the drive the, the, the talk but the pipes yeah. they speak they really do they really do and the I uh, I was actually talking to another musician um, there in Ennis Anne-Marie McCormick who's a great fiddler and we were talking about when you when when you meet people that have that same energy you have it's just insane the the, the, the fire it really is when you 
you're in the same room together, whether you're playing together or not, it's just electric. And my God, would you get that with Blackie? It's great. Oh. <laughs> so when um, when you transitioned from Canada over to Ireland, yes. had you been ever in Ireland before? No, I so, hadn't. So here you grew up immersed in the music scene here. Yes. And the music scene you grew up in immersed in is very much a derivative of what comes from Ireland. Exactly. So when you found yourself, particularly in County Clare, and yes. particularly in Ennis and in that whole mm. area, it must have been like, just, have I won the lottery? You know what it was, and I was also kind of nervous, I admit, because the, the one thing I'd say about Ireland, and I love this about it, is that it knows who it is and the music knows what it is so when I went in it wasn't like I was I knew even though I came from a similar tradition or like you said a derivative um, I knew I was in, I, I, it still wasn't totally what I knew and came from there was something I was to learn which hence why I was there Right. and so um, I've, I've, I think what the biggest thing is not to go too deep too quick but like yeah like those experiences in the sessions and then also in my studies like you need to find a really deep respect for this music because it's it's not just a fiddle tune it's, it's, it's not, not just, just fiddly dice no it's not it's so much more than that and it's people it's culture it's, it's all of that and um, I'm still like I would never consider that I would I'd be aware of it all now I feel like I'm still digging in and I'm sure everybody is like yeah. the history is there but now going back to Limerick and going mm. back to, to your master, what um, specific area were you focusing on? Tr- traditional songs, right? Which was oh my gosh, quite the, the shocker because I was assuming like in Canada here, I well at least I didn't grow up singing much traditional Irish and or Scottish. And you're There was both Shannos and English and folk. Yeah. But there was definitely the which was a total different style, um, and I wouldn't ever consider that that would be kind of my my main thing now or anything but it was so great to delve into it because it just fed my own writing especially the CP that's coming out like it all fed my creative process and the sounds like it just it, it, that's folk I guess music and traditional music though it all is a great foundation to anything that flourishes from it right, right. so um, but yes it was quite it was quite different and intense and awesome so. and of course the Shannos style varies from part it does um, so have you had the opportunity to even experience some of that because I know if you get out into Connemara mm-hmm. or even if you get up into Donegal and down to the south there are yeah. variants so yeah very very um, very different styles um, and I admit when I was doing my MA I didn't focus as much on the pure pure Shannos I was probably more focused on the English song and um, and folk. I got to experience a lot of the different styles and different right, tutors right. from around the country. So now when uh, in the EP that you're bringing out and when you go on stage and perform I can only it, it would be illogical to say otherwise but that what you have been immersed in since you went to Ireland translates into what's on stage. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, my writing first and foremost like when it comes to the melody or the lyric definitely my experience of the traditional song and tune feeds into it. It's always been an interest of mine, whether I realized it at the time or not, to kind of bridge the old in 
the new in my music. I love traditional music. It's what I would, going to the gym, I'd probably listen to trad tunes rather than pop. But yet, I write more contemporary music right. in everyday life for me. So, I like just to have the two combined in my own style is really important. Right. And it's, oh yeah, it's great. It feeds me. So, where can you see yourself spending your life then? I don't know. I don't know. You know what? So what I, I will say is I'll follow where I guess the music takes me because something that's also great is that having moved away from Canada, I'm also, whenever I come back, I realize just how rich our own musical culture is here um, in folk, in trad, in contemporary, all of these. So I'm not going to say that I'll, I'll stay in Ireland for the rest of my life. I'm not going to say I won't. Like, I, I love my life there. And, yeah. of course, all the music's being made there. The musicians right now that I'm working with are all there. Pete Wallace, who produced the album, um, and is a serious creative component to what I do. He's in Belfast. Um, and so, yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens. And, and of course, the, the other aspect you draw attention to is that once you change location to live, yeah. and you come back, mm. it, it gives you an appreciation of the richness of both cultures that not just musical but of life in itself yes. and the depth that you have on both sides of the Atlantic so that is true. often taken for granted yes so so true it's funny too because like something I, I know anytime I like I'm never I'm always sad leaving to go to the next place so if it's Ireland Canada Canada to Ireland there's always a, a little bit of a grief there leaving and that's because the two are very similar they all, they, they're great places to be and yes. turn to and down What's earth. gone through my head is one of Sean yeah. Keane's songs. Right? Which is yeah. that I'm no more at the airport coming back than I'm planning my next visit. Off. It's so true. It's yeah. so true. And I'm, I'm just really lucky that I'm able to spend time in both, you know, and yeah. visit home. The music does take me back home here in Canada more of it now. So, yeah. It's, but I, I love my life in Ireland too. So, <laughs> I mean, I haven't moved back yet, so gosh. Now, I have to tell you that uh, when I mentioned your name to my brother-in-law, who was down yeah. in Dungarvan, he was actually familiar with Oh, really? Yes. Oh, dear. Actually, so there was, there's the, um, the trad fest down there, and I remember a few of my friends, I had just gotten back from some gigs in France, and literally the day I got back, they were like, Emily, we're down in Dungarvan, why don't you come, um, come to the festival? So I got on the bus from Ennis down yeah. there. I it was like a five or six hour bus ride. I landed. I didn't know where anybody was. So what did I decide to do to find everybody was to just put the shoes on and dance from pub to pub. Right. Literally, I would just pop in for five, ten minutes. And then Move finally on. I found them. So I met all kinds of great people from the trad scene there and then the singing scene there. And Oh, I, I loved it. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> yeah. So this is your first gig in Ottawa since yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? I haven't really gigged very much in Ottawa at all. The city itself, at least. So it's great to be able to come and have a little spot there yeah. live on Elgin. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Well, then, Emily Jane, thanks a million for taking the time. It's been great having a chat. Thank you. And um, it's been fascinating. And uh, I know we're going to hear your name regularly uh-huh. on both sides of the Atlantic. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, my gosh. Thanks so much.